Welcome to Seizure Salad, Fuster Cluck Epilepticus, a salty, slightly cynical account of epilepsy and neurological disorders, the synaptic jolts that short-circuit one's world, and a search for answers in efforts to rewire the mind and create a new life. Oh, and a whole lot of tangents. And now, Seizure Salad, with your host and electrostatic meat sack, Micah B. You don't remember how the hell you ended up indoors. It's been just a roller coaster, man, you know, like, there's... Because... Growing up, uh, if I, I'll dive into it a little bit, I guess, kind of the backstory of uh, my diagnosis and some of that for those of you who are interested. So we're not really sure if I was born with it or we don't, I hit my head quite a bit when I was a little kid, you know, I would like, but it wasn't like people dropped me or anything. I would just like fall off of stuff and walk into things and like, you know, I was just kind of dumb. Um, that's, that's an easy way to describe it. (laughs) Yeah. And like, I took a lot of, I took a lot of chances. Um, I learned how to ride a bike without training wheels when I was like two years old, Oh Lord! you know, and I learned how to ride a motorcycle at four. And so we weren't really sure kind of what it was growing up for me. We, they didn't really know what like every now and then people would kind of see me space out, but they wouldn't really know what was going on. Um, because my, my seizures are absent seizures and I tend to only really lose kind of a motor function in my neck. And I only, it only kind of happens up in my head. Okay. Um, unless, you know, I trigger other circumstances. Uh, but, uh, yeah, that was all, that was a huge piece of it growing up for me as a kid. And, you know, the ups and downs of trying different medications and, oh, well, will he ever be able to stop taking medication and just all the questions it it brings up, you know, you feel really kind of secluded and recluse. Um, I did definitely as a kid kind of with it. I didn't really bring it. I mean, I would bring it up, but I wasn't really too, too open about it because I didn't really know how to describe it back then. Um, right. But that, right. that, that's a part of it. Uh, but when I, but I would like, to, but when I would talk to the doctors as a kid, I was extremely open, you know, I, but that was about the only time it's because I felt obliged to tell the doctor what I, what I thought about yeah. it. Yeah. Um, yeah. And for me, it was also, you know, I give a lot of credit to the Children's Hospital of Denver. He definitely, and Dr. Lapiser there, because he was a extreme help um, for me growing up, especially with my diagnosis. He was my, he was my like, facing doctor as a child. Uh-huh. And that's a whole other crazy thing as I become an adult, man, is, you know, now it's experimenting with different doctors and you got to advocate for yourself more because your parents, your parents aren't really there to tell you or to tell the doctor also what's going on. You know, it's time to take some responsibility. So, for but me, I, I never for me, really looked at it. Never really, gave me depression. you know, it never really uh-huh. gave me a depression, like a deep depression. Okay, cool. Cool. I just was quiet about it. You were just real quiet about it. Yeah. And it's, it's a perfect everything you mentioned right there. Uh, number one, you basically summarized the first 80 episodes of Seizure Salad in like a paragraph. But uh, everything you, you, 
said right there is like just testament to how different this can be for everybody. And, and, you know, two people could have the same type of epilepsy and it would affect them completely different, differently because of a personality trait for God's sakes. Uh, you touched upon depression for me. I spent an entire life with anxiety and depression. Um, and I've had aura seizures since as long as I can remember. Um, it, it went misdiagnosed in the seventies. No one, no one knew that those were actually seizures. You know, it's like, Oh, he's got ADD, you know, he's deficit disorder, attention disorders, or he's bipolar, uh, manic depression. Yeah. Shit, like, yeah. Yeah. I, did you ever get, did you ever get diagnosed with one of those? You know, I never know because I was always an extremely like happy, open, really, you know, kind of a playful kid growing up. Uh, I always just kind of started out that way. Okay. I was always just kind of wild and full throttle. Um, <laughs> right. I, I like that description. Your, you know, your mom basically and, said the same thing. <laughs> and so, yeah, I don't, for me, I guess it was, I always kind of kept it on the side, if that makes sense, you know, yeah. because I was always so focused. Like, I always had so much fun, you know, with my, with just my everyday life that it was only like sometimes that I had to go to the doctor and talk to this guy about this thing that I didn't even really know about as a kid. Yeah. You and know, it's like, it happens. I go to the doctor, I get treats from my parents. I come home and have cocoa. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, you know, every kid growing up is unsure at times and that's a fact, you know? So right. there were times when it would make me, you know, unsure and depressed and angry. And, but it was all because of medication, you know, side effects of medications too. When you're a kid, you know, your, your body is rapidly changing. So there's that whole nother aspect of, well, how do we deal with that? You know, and this, this thing that is, is, you know, this disorder, like, yeah. how do we deal with this? Yeah. Cause, because whatever we dose him on now, uh, depending on if he has a big growth spurt or not is going to be completely useless in six months, things like that. Right. I never got, yeah. And I have a history in the family of, uh, depression. So there's that there's clinical depression on my mom's side that I think affected how the epilepsy affected me. And I think if I had been in a different situation, um, then I might have probably had different types of seizures. Who knows though? Who knows? Or at least maybe I might have been able to address uh, the issues I was having in my life uh, a little bit differently. Of course, if I knew I had epilepsy back then, it would have been a whole different story. Um, mine's genetic for sure. We know it. Uh, I have a genetic type of epilepsy. Both my younger brother and I get grandmas, tonic-clonics are what they're calling them now. Um so we know that, like, you know, there's always that question, like you had said, um, you don't, most people, the vast majority of people with epilepsy, I've learned, don't know if it was due to a head injury or, or some kind of weird trauma incident or a genetic disposition. 
Um, and since, since I myself up so many times, bashed my head caving and, and snowboarding so often, a few concussions too, uh, there was big question at first. Yeah. There was a huge question though. Those first few months, like, he did it to himself is what most family members thought. It's got to be the years of partying and whiskey and drugs or, or the extreme sports he's been doing. And then I, after multiple MRIs, this is what makes me feel better. I'm, I, you know, I'm fine. It's not a physical thing for me. We've learned that, but it took a lot of, and to be honest with you, I still, I still have guilty things like every once in a while, guilty thoughts, thoughts like, Maybe I did do something. Maybe I did do something. Is this something that, like, how did you get through that? How do you get through stuff like that? And is that a feeling that comes back to you, like, every once in a while? Or is that something that you've effectively come up with a way to just kind of get that out of your head? I mean, for me, that's what skiing was all about, you know, is that just getting fine and waiting to get that shit out of my head. Time to flip this shit, Depakote, Adderall, Ritalin, Pixie Sticks. I don't give a fuck what you're riding to the setting sun. Use it as a weapon when it's said and done. It's all too much.